ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One. What a way to kick off the home schedule. Got Coach Prime at his debut at home. We're set for college football here in Boulder. Right side of the end zone. I don't think I stumbled or started when I told you we were coming. Wants to take a shot, and he gets it. He's in for six. But this dude is rare. He is special. Hey, what this defense is balling out. What a day this defense is having. Oh my goodness, what a grab. How about it? Rolling underneath it. Touchdown. Tonight, they're back showing people they can play with the best teams in the country. Coming out of the tunnel here on College Football Live with this. Seven ranked teams on the road this weekend. Why the metrics say there may be reason for concern. What road hazards they might face. Plus, we're only two weeks into college football season. Fans love their teams. But who can you really trust? I trust Roddy Jones and Trevor Maddich. They're here to give us our thoughts. And Colorado, all eyes on the Buffaloes. College game day is headed there this weekend. But what's Colorado State's head coach talking about? The sound you need to hear as Shadura and company get ready for another weekend. Coach Prime, what you got? I don't have time to enjoy the moment. I don't don't have time. You know, he got to deliver the gifts. He ain't got time to enjoy his cookies, okay? That's all he gets. I ain't got time for that. College Football Live is presented by Dr. Pepper. Welcome to College Football Live. I've got time to enjoy the cookies, the gifts, all of the things, because i got a full house here with me today. <laughs> Trevor Maddich, Roddy Jones, Kelsey Riggs with you on College Football Live. Santa eats the cookies, right? 100%. Either you've got the wrong, the wrong cookies or the wrong Santa, in my opinion. Wrong Santa, but lock your refrigerator because he'll keep going until there's nothing left. <laughs> and the reindeer eat the, the carrots that you leave out for them as well. We'll get into Colorado in just a little while, but right now we're taking a look. We don't have any ranked on ranked teams playing this weekend, but we do have some really interesting matchups. Call a little bit of a throwback Thursday because we've got to start with Penn State, Illinois. The last time these teams played in 2021, y'all, we got the most overtimes we have ever seen in college football history. Illinois won 20 to 18 in nine overtimes this year. Penn State is number seven in the country, averaging 50 and a half points per game, while Illinois allows around 31, the most of any Big Ten team so far. So, Roddy. Why do you think this Penn State team can continue the explosiveness that we've seen in, in the offensive output? Well, first and foremost, it, it goes to what they, coming into the year, were going to hang their hat on, which is the run game. And you look at Illinois. They've allowed the most rush yards of any team in the Big Ten. So when you when you talk about Penn State, it starts with Katron Allen. It starts with Nicholas Singleton and their ability to run the football. They've been fantastic so far this season. And I think that continues. Against Kansas a week ago, uh, you had an Illinois team give up 120 yards to Devin Neal so that's what I'm looking for I know how good the quarterback position has been Trevor 
but the run game is what's going to make Penn State go in this one. Yeah, in this one. But when they want to get to where they want to go, they can't count on overpowering people with the run game at the top where they want to go to the playoff and maybe win the playoff, right? So it's the explosive downfield plays that will need to work for them. And so far, it is working. Drew Aller can flick that ball with his wrist and throw that thing way down the field. And it complements all this great running because you mentioned how great the running game is. And when safeties have to come up, corners are one-on-one against receivers. Keandre Lambert-Smith has been a tremendous deep threat so far for them. And they've got other guys ready to emerge. And as long as those deep passes continue to hit, then Penn State's going to be really hard to stop. Running back and offensive lineman, I thought you'd have my back here with the run game. <laughs> well, you, you can go out on a wheel route and catch the ball. Okay. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we don't think it's going to be another nine overtime game in this one, right? They changed the rules after that <laughs> that's game. That's true. They Actually, you're right. It's what changed it right after after that one two years two ago. Two-point conversion. It is off. the eighth straight time, though, that this Penn State team has started on the road. James Franklin had a funny comment about that this week. Let's look at another team, though, Tennessee and Florida, an SEC matchup, also going head-to-head this year. And number 11, Tennessee, coming into this one, you guys. Um, they've dominated. The Gators have dominated, winning 16 of the last 18. But we've got to take you back to this game in 2003. The last time Tennessee won on the road in Florida, it's a nine-game losing streak in Gainesville for Tennessee. So, Trevor. Let's get it started with Tennessee and what we're going to see from them. They struggled to get things going a little bit early in last week. But but what is it about this team that, that you think they're able to get right back in it with, with what they'll see against the Reds? They, they're going to need to hit the deep pass. And they struggled early. They scored one touchdown in the first half against Austin P last week. I think Tennessee's in a bit of trouble because Joe Milton has a super strong arm, but that doesn't make you a great deep passer. Too often, he'll throw that ball on a line. Now, sometimes he's gotten better at this. Get it up in the air. Let the receiver adjust. And no drop. That was in the opener against Virginia. And he also, though, kept on throwing darts. And when you throw a dart instead of lofting it when you should, the throw has to be perfectly accurate because the receiver doesn't have time to adjust. And we still see Milton, when things go wrong, default to that dart. If he does that against Florida, he's in trouble. This the expectations for this team so high after what we saw from Hinton Hooker, Jalen Hyatt. They're not walking back through the door for Florida. Neither is Anthony Richardson. So, Graham Burtz, what, what should we be expecting from this Florida team? Well, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how, how Graham Mertz does in his second appearance against a Power 5 opponent with the Tennessee Volunteers coming to town. Uh, but around Graham Mertz, they've got to be better. They've got to control the emotions of the game because you had three pre-snap penalties against Utah. Now, I get they were on the road and they're back at home. Uh, they were on the road against Utah. They're back at home now. But then there was that really weird participation penalty where you've got two number threes on the field at the same time. It just felt like a team that had not been prepared adequately in the preseason and weren't ready for the emotions of the moment. Now you come back home, supercharged environment, a lot of expectations backed on based on the history of that team uh, and that rivalry with the Florida Gators. So while Tennessee is the favorite, it's going to be a really crazy environment. And that Florida team has to manage being at home with the crowd on their side. I think that Utah game was surprisingly emotional on the other side. Yeah. I think that took the Gators by surprise. Now they're at home in their home field environment, and I think they're going to hit Tennessee in the mouth. Yeah. I mean hard. They're going to have to. Tennessee fans have been saying how great the volunteer running game was last week against Austin P. Over 200 yards on the ground. Yay. Try that against <laughs> Florida. Ain't going to work. 
So they're going to need to get that downfield pass going. Florida's looking to avoid going one and two to start the season for the first time since 1992. They get that opportunity at home. Let's go to another ranked team that is playing on the road this weekend. That's number 14 LSU at Mississippi State. They played 80 straight seasons this matchup between the two with Tigers winning 27 of the last 31. But we're throwing it back here to 2020 when Mississippi State took down a ranked LSU team and Mike Leach's first game as the head coach. Now, the Bulldogs have seven wins against ranked teams since 2020, you guys. So they have all come when they are unranked. We'll see if we get that again this year. Roddy, what does LSU need to focus on in order to not be upset on the road? Uh, They need to focus first and foremost on unlocking Harold Perkins. This is a guy at the end of last year that we thought was one of the best defenders in the entire SEC. And with the talk of him moving to off-ball linebacker, it was going to be a where's Waldo, where's Harold Perkins, and then he would pop up and show himself. That's the fun of where's Waldo. It's finding Waldo. Well, we knew where Waldo was. We knew where Harold Perkins was, and yet we still couldn't find him making plays consistently. I thought it was too much off the ball, using him as a spy. They need to get him back on the line of scrimmage, rushing the passer, which he does so well. So for LSU, I think first and foremost, it's unlocking the potential of their best player, Harold Perkins. Attack, right? Yeah. Just let him go attack. That's what they need to do with that. But in the secondary on the other end, they need him to attack and pressure quarterback Will Rogers of Mississippi State. Because if there was a weakness for LSU coming into this season, it was experience in the secondary. They've got talent back there. But when would it come together individually and as a group? And in the second half, Florida State took advantage of that. They threw the ball down the field. They got one-on-one matchups. And they were able to exploit that secondary. Now, last week against Arizona, Mississippi State, ran the ball twice as much as they threw it, which feels weird given that Mississippi State has been a a passing team for the last few years. But they also have, with Rodgers at quarterback, the ability to go deep. And I think in this game, they will until the LSU secondary proves they can stop it. Does it feel like with this LSU team, after what we saw against Florida State, coming into this game, Trevor, even though they're on the road, unranked opponent, that, that it's maybe like a little opportunity to prove something when there are so many questions about the opener? Yeah, LSU has a lot to prove. First of all, they're in double-secret probation now. In order to make the playoff, they've got to win out, right? And, but I think that in this one, they've got to prove that last year wasn't a fluke. I thought they got over their skis a little bit last year. They won some close games. They, they did some good things, and fans, because of that, think that the next step is for them to not just win the division, but win the SEC. I think they're about a year away from that. So I think they're going to want to prove that last year wasn't a fluke. I, they've got to show that they're physical. They got out physical by Florida State. They've got to prove that they are a physical football team in this one. They're going to have to prove this graphic wrong, too, because they're not going to like what our Bill Connolly's SP Plus metrics say heading into this one. Gives LSU a 47% chance to lose at Mississippi State. All in all, we have seven ranked teams on the road that are playing right now this week and getting ready for this as you take a look at our weekend lineup brought to you by Wendy's Beef. Also a 36% chance that one of those seventh ranked teams on the road go home with the loss 15 percent chance guys that all seven actually win this week so Roddy you're looking at the seven teams that are playing against unranked opponents this weekend how many of those ranked teams do you think will lose this weekend I'm going to say two Uh, and the one that I think is most likely is actually Tennessee and this has as much to do with history as it does the teams on the field what's it been to 2003 since Tennessee went to Gainesville and won the Florida Gators have owned this rivalry in recent memory so I think Tennessee is the is the one most likely. I don't feel great about LSU. And then college football always throws a little wrench in, in, in our plans. So I'm going to say two. Yeah, ain't it great? Yeah, I agree with you about Tennessee. I think they have the best chance to lose on the road in that environment. But LSU worries me because their history in recent years has been of a, a front runner. 
When things are going well, it's a party. <laughs> and when they aren't, they start looking around at each other and pointing fingers so they don't get the blame. Well, in the second half of the Florida State game, they fell apart. And so in this game, I want to see them be mentally tough for four full quarters. It feels like there's already a lot of parity this year in college football, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And, and I think a lot of it has to do with the transfer portal. Yeah, that's You true. know, it's, conferences and teams can, can get all the talent, but you've got to keep the talent. If that talent goes elsewhere, then it's good elsewhere. We've already seen seven ranked teams lose this year. Four of them were against unranked opponents. We'll see what happens this weekend in those matchups. But still a come here on College Football Live. Everybody's talking about Colorado but is trash-talking the Buffaloes a good idea? College Football Live is presented by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. And in part by Miller Lite. Great taste, 96 calories. Tastes like Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. Welcome back into College Football Live. We've got two ESPN primetime games Saturday night. Number 11, Tennessee, traveling to the Swamp, as we mentioned, to take on Florida, 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific. Then, Coach Prime, number 18, Colorado. They're squaring off against rival Colorado State in the Rocky Mountain Showdown. College game day will be there. What a day we will have for football. Let's take a look now at our Dr. Pepper Championship Drive Game of the Week. And it is the one I just mentioned, 18th-ranked Colorado hosting Colorado State. You can see it Saturday, 10 Eastern on ESPN. Now, the Buffs looking to become the fourth FBS team to start 3-0 after losing 11 games on the field in the previous season. Shador Sanders, he has been so fun to watch. He leads FBS in pass yardage. And our Trevor Maddich standing by with some of the thoughts on success so far. Trev, what you got? Kelsey, we see the, the splash plays from Shadura Sanders. But really, the key to his success is the details. It's the little things that don't necessarily show up on the highlights. But those little things are the ones that make it all work. For example, we see plays like this. That's fantastic, right? Deep down the field, tight coverage, that's great. But what you don't notice are things like this. Look at the ball protection. He needs to keep that ball away from the defender. So he puts the ball between his body and the defender so he can't swat it out. Now what shows up on the highlights, the completion. But that's, that's not what's impressive about it. It's the ball handling. And then there's the way he orients himself to his receivers even under duress. Rolling left, he'll flip his feet. So now he's oriented towards the receiver he wants to hit. But look, his chest is now exposed to a potential big hit. He takes that hit. Flipping his feet anyway, so he gets that completion. And then there's deceptive ball handling. Watch the ball, guys. Where's it going to go? It's a shovel pass. 
No, wait. It's a trick. He's going to throw a toss wide, and the defense is not fooled. They're all flowing out to that side, but wait, wait a minute. It's not a toss. It's actually an end around, and they are deceived. And now let's give some credit to Savion Washington, the big man who had some domination to the trickeration. And what we see is that while you've got big splash pay- plays from Shadur Sanders, what matters more than anything else are the tiny details that enable those big plays. Trevor, good stuff. This team has been so fun to watch for so many of the reasons that you just showed, but as if we didn't have enough to talk about, we've got a little more. Colorado State head coach Jay Norvell was talking on his radio show this week. They're still looking for their first win this season. They have lost five straight to Colorado, but he had this to say ahead. And I sat down with the ESPN today, and I don't care if they hear it in Boulder. I told them I took my hat off, and I took my glasses off, and I said, when I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother taught me. So... Well, well, well. Shots fired there, Roddy, with your hot glasses. Let's get some thoughts. Look, uh, the Easter Bunny doesn't have time for eggs. The Tooth Fairy doesn't have time for candy. He ain't make me so he can't break me. Hey. I ain't worried about it. I ain't worried about it. I mean, hat and glasses indoors. It's all right, Trevor. You're good with that, right? You can be a head coach. Here's the thing. <laughs> See, you can get away with that, right? Uh-huh. You can get away with that look right now. Yeah. I can't. Right, you've got to be able to rock it, or it's not going to work. And the thing about Deion Sanders is that he's doing things in a different way. He's not doing it the way it used to be, the way your mom taught you back in the day. He's doing things his own way, a new way, and his team is responding to it. And and it's working the way that he's doing it. I think a lot of people had a lot of questions early on. Colorado State, I don't know why you come out there and stir the pot. You got got the game day game for the first time. It's at Colorado. There's no opponent that they have beaten more than Colorado State in their school's history. Might look different how Deion's doing it. I got no issues with what he is doing so far there. On the other side of this break, Got some teams that have come up with big wins early in the season, but who can you really touch trust this year in college football? You're watching College Football Live, presented by Dr. Pepper. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. Epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu. College Football Live is presented by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Welcome back into College Football Live. You guys, usually it takes more than two weeks to figure out who you trust and to develop trust. But we're two weeks into college football season, so I want to know which team so far do we actually trust with what we've seen. Got a couple options here, Trev. Let's go to you first. Who do you trust? So- Let's start at the top. Texas, I trust. Wow. Absolutely trust Texas because they beat Alabama in the trenches. They beat them down the field with speed in the little guys. How can you trust Texas based on the history? 
<laughs> what, what, you're going back to 1890? No. This is last week I'm going, talking about. Going back to last year. I don't know how you can trust this group. Uh, I'm going to trust Florida State. You talk about beating in the trenches. They dominated LSU there. Physicality-wise, they finished the football game. They've got Jordan Travis, one of the best uh, quarterbacks in the country. Florida State, I trust. They look like uh, such a complete team, both sides of the ball. Go ahead, Travis. I agree. And Ohio State, that's pretty obvious, right? Yeah. Don't trust them. Ooh. No, not yet until the offense gets some rhythm to it. New quarterback, a bunch of new offensive linemen. Their running game isn't dominant yet. They're not fully engaging that great receiver room. I won't trust them until they do that. Do we trust Kyle McCord? Ooh. Eventually. Okay. Oh, yeah. we're that's working a note. on it. That's it's, a note. It's, still a, it's still a new relationship. Yeah. I am 100% with you there. We have kind of beat up on this team so far. Tennessee, I don't trust them. You, listen, I was going to come over there. You, you were the one who talked about Joe Milton earlier. Yeah. Until he is as consistent as Hendon Hooker was, I can't trust Tennessee. Right. Give me one more. Notre Dame is built for the playoff. They've got fantastic cover corners in depth. And the missing piece, Sam Howell, quarterback, looks to be great. I trust them as a playoff team. A playoff team? A playoff team. Wow. I mean, they got a tough group in the ACC. They got Duke later on. They got Louisville. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Speaking of the ACC, another team I'm curious if you guys trust or not that was on that list is Miami. We will see them in action tonight. They taking care of business so far this season. This offense looks different, and that's definitely a good thing for Tyler Van Dyke. Five passing touchdowns last week. That's the most ever thrown against a top 25 opponent by a Miami quarterback. So, this offensive revival, Roddy, what do we think? Is it here to stay? I absolutely think it's here to stay. Go back two years ago when Rhett Lashley was the offensive coordinator for Miami. Look at what Tyler Van Dyke did in his last six games. Over 300 yards, three touchdowns, all of those games. Shannon Dawson brings in a similar offense, and he is slinging it to the slot with Xavier Restrepo, who had a big game last week. He's the yak daddy, big-time yak from Xavier Restrepo. (laughs) And then down the field as well. This is where Tyler Van Dyke excels. It's the stuff in the slot short and then obviously throwing the ball deep. And I think a lot of that has to do with Tyler Van Dyke's mental state. Last year, I don't think he had a good relationship with the offensive coordinator. And I thought he'd light up Texas A&M last year. But walking onto the field, Tyler Van Dyke looked defeated. And then he played like he was defeated before A&M ever did anything. I went down there this offseason, and they say that he has really taken to his new offensive coordinator from a standpoint of trust and confidence. I mean, you go last year, the Texas A&M, it's like, uh, okay, you throw the ball eight. You're lucky it's not a pick mm-hmm. six. All right, you're rolling out. What are you doing? Uh, it was there. But then when you talk about this year, he starts with confidence. He throws the ball decisively. He makes decisions quickly. And, and that has to do, I think, not with the quality of coaching, but with the quality of the relationship. How about also the guys that he has in front of him, Trev? Yes. When you look at Mario Cristobal, he wants that offensive line to look the way that I think they're, they're starting to look this year. They are. And I really thought they were about a year away for some of those young guys to come together. But, Roddy, the, those young offensive linemen have really stepped up and performed at a higher level. And you're going to get some good, some bad. You had a Francis Maui Noah last week, had a couple of holding calls, but you live with that because he's six foot six, 350 pounds, can move his feet. He's going to make some freshman mistakes, but a guy that big, the ceiling is pretty high, but the floor is pretty high as well. They've got Bethune Cookman tonight on ACC Network. So do we trust Miami and Tyler Van Dyke? Yes. <laughs> Yes, grudgingly, yes. No, because you you trust them like somebody that's running as fast as they can go downhill, (laughs) and they're about to fall down. They can't slow down. They can't stop. And as long as you trust them to keep those feet moving, they're going to be okay. And that's like Miami. It's like they're they're a train wreck waiting to happen, but (laughs) that's because they're going so fast. I don't necessarily trust them as an ACC championship contender 
or a college ball playoff contender, but I do trust that they're going in the right direction, and I trust them as eight, nine-win team this year. Tyler Van Dyke was so spectacular two years ago in those final games that you mentioned. We'll see if that offense continues to look like this. Is the U back? Is Texas back? Everybody trust. Back. What are we going to do with Bama? It is going to be a fun college football season, and it is going to be a fun time in Boulder, Colorado. Where's the hat and the glasses? Coach Prime? Uh, I can't wait. I mean, don't they know what happened last time? Shador came out and said, don't talk about my dad like that. I'll show you. We'll see what they show you this weekend, and we will see you back here for College Football Live next Tuesday. Enjoy the weekend. Way hard to find.